Oh, good evening. Good evening. And how are you today, sir? <laughs> well, after you, sir. <laughs> I, uh, that was very formal of you. Thank you. I am very formal. I'm a formal gentleman. <laughs> You're a gentleman and a scholar. I mean, neither of those are true, but let's move on. So how are you? I'm good. I'm good. This is a podcast in which two friends talk about the pleasures, absurdities and imperfections of being human. I'm Simon Ellis. And I'm Lee Miller. Welcome to Midlifing. I, um, it was a really good idea, I thought, to, to ferment dough before I started work this morning. Oh, <laughs> uh, what happened? Well, I got up at 3 a.m. You didn't. Yes, and then it's actually quite a curious experience because, of course, you know, you mix dough, which takes a little bit of time, and then set a timer for an hour, go back to sleep, and then and then that happened four times. So I kept on waking up going, oh, what's going on? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I, I have a strange recollection that something happened this morning. Uh, and there are, you know, so many loaves in the fridge waiting to bake tomorrow morning. <laughs> so that's a true story. Something did happen. So yeah. are you are you at the point in your baking life where you're moderately autopiloting? Um, well, I've doing, I'm doing a thing today, which I'll find out tomorrow, where I'm proving them for, well, pretty much 24 hours in the fridge. And I've right. only tried that once with two loaves. Mm-hmm. So I'm... So tomorrow, tomorrow could be. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty confident. It's a really good thing to do. So that's a, that's a long way. I'm still doing lots of experimenting, but I'm more confident in my experimenting. Put it that way. Uh huh. Uh huh. So you're selling your experiments. That's exactly right. Exactly. I love right. that for you. I love it. Well, tomorrow we might see. It might. If, yeah. I mean, I wonder if the, I think I've already had a really bad a bad one. You know. A few uh, a few weeks ago, so I think that was a uh-huh. pretty low bar, and so okay. it, it would have to be pretty bad for them not to even reach that level. What happened? Well, I talk the... about talk about selling. <laughs> People be really like, oh, I've got to try that bread. <laughs> <laughs> what happened in the bad one? Yeah, yeah. Well, they. I think I'd knocked the thermostat on this is on my regular fridge not the new fridge which is you know all it's just it's only function in life is to cool down bread is to retard bread <laughs> uh-huh. um in my regular fridge and i think i knocked the thermostat so they weren't basically it was a warm fridge and the the bread just sort of oh. exploded in the baskets because it didn't wasn't slowing down there wasn't um, yeah wasn't yeah. doing the retarding and yeah. so i had to sort of yeah. slop these loaves onto the onto the peels to get them into the oven but you know something came out I'm probably better than many people have experienced because I know that your bread is super. <laughs> you know, you haven't tasted my bread in years, Lee Miller. No, that's true. I haven't. I mean, 
I'm perfectly willing to have some FedExed over to me. I don't know why I said that, because it would be DPD in this country, wouldn't it? It wouldn't really be Federal Express. It's rare that we use that as a company. Yeah, you were using it as a, you were basically using it as a catch-all, like a, like, I was. Like a vacuum cleaner, a Hoover. Or, yeah, a um, Hoover. I think, though, I, I would like to shift towards, I, I'd happily have it DPD'd to me. Would you? There we go. Yeah. That's a quite an ex- like that would become a very expensive loaf of bread, wouldn't it? Well, I assume it was a gift. <laughs> yeah, not the postage, not the postage and packaging though. <laughs> oh, you're just... the worst kind of gift giver. Here, I've got you this present. You just Could have you... to pay for the postage and packaging, also for the ingredients and perhaps for the uh, electricity, but not for my time. I would uh, totally send you a loaf of bread. Any listeners, if they would like a loaf of bread, I'm happy to ship. To, he doesn't to mean that. DPD he doesn't them. mean it. <laughs> Hi, Jeffrey. No, that was me drinking iced water. I thought that was you shaking your head. To... <laughs> no, that was me drinking iced water. Um, I've discovered the joy of ice in water. Have you? Mm. I, all our American listeners will be just like, like rolling their eyes. I know. Well, you can keep your eye rolling. Um, Yankees. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not being pulled into your hate speech. Uh, I'm just going to go with Yuki Airoing. About can you hum the tune to Dixie? Anyway, uh, sorry, go on about about two hours ago. I I was drunk. Ah, but now you're not. No, I finished a day of work, and it was a you know. Like all of these days, it feels like at the moment. It was a hard day of work. Um, And I got to about quarter past five and decided I'll start making dinner. I'll just uh, sweat off some onions and some garlic. Oh, I'll just deglaze the pan with some wine. Oh, I've opened some wine. (laughs) I'll just have a glass of wine. And so I had a glass of wine and then took uh, took the beginnings of a ragu off the stove because Bob sent me a text saying, can you help me carry some stuff up from Morrison's? Me and Jeffrey made quite a spectacle of ourselves walking down the high street. And by me and Jeffrey, I mean... I made Jeffrey wasn't drunk, was he? No, Jeffrey was just going, oh, Lee, can you pull yourself together? People are staring at me. And I'm a Dalmatian. People stare a lot, but even that is too you much. Were, pu- were you pulling focus? I was pulling focus from a Dalmatian, so he, that gives you an indication right. of how You know what Dalmatians say? You know what dogs and animals say when they're walking down the street? Just whatever it is, just don't go on stage with a drunk human. They'll always upstage you. <laughs> and that is exactly what happened. But then uh, it turns out, I lost my buzz. I'm no, I'm no longer drunk. I'm a bit disappointed because I only had one glass of wine and now I've eaten because I did drink a glass of wine whilst cooking on an empty stomach. Terrible right. idea. Actually, I, um, I dragged a colleague out of work today, kicking and screaming. Uh, in fact, one of my strange term, direct reports. Oh, 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 oh God! Oh. How many direct reports do you have? I actually don't know. Uh, maybe five. Oh, that met. Oh my God! You are so important. Yeah, I'm assistant professor. No, associate. Oh, I never know what my associate anyway. professor is. Your title. Associate. Thank you. Associate yeah, professor. Associate. Important. That's what I am. Um, yes, I dragged her kicking and screaming out of her work, and uh, we went to the little bar around the corner and that was at 2.30 and I had a pint of beer. (laughs) And uh, did she join you in a pint of beer? No, 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 not at all. 
I'm not gonna. Even if she did, I wouldn't dob. I'm not a dobber. Oh my god! Drinking during the workday is that dobbing? I don't know because I was at a conference in Italy, and I think I said that wine was served with every meal. Yeah, not, the Italians they breakfast. love. Yeah, <laughs> they would have a um, a caffè corretto for uh, a corrected coffee for breakfast. They wouldn't. What do you correct it with? A uh, grappa. Oh, oh, okay, right. So, um, in rural Portugal, the equivalent would be popping in and pretending you're having a piece of fruit, but really you're having a little glass of fire water. Yes, well, that, but this, that actually just add it, you know, a little shot to to your coffee, to your espresso. Yeah, you follow it up with the espresso. You, you're, yeah, oh. beaker, if we're going to be. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, and then I went home to a massive pile of dishes. Of uh, bread-related dishes? Or... Yeah. Okay, just checking that you hadn't suddenly become terribly slack. But what was interesting, though, was that I could basically got a regular night's sleep while mm-hmm. having fermented 12 loaves of bread and then had it finished by 9 a.m. Wow, this. Hmm. Wow. I mean, interesting That's... for me. Perhaps not interesting for our listeners. Perhaps you should just cut the shit out. Yeah, if we cut this shit out, though, that's like, you know, nine minutes worth of talking that I'm going to have to work out. <laughs> Does, um, I should say that uh, there's a little bit of... Uh, I've got a little bit of a... a two, two, two announcements, two... Uh... Oh, is this feedback-based announcements or just announcements no. in general? Oh, no. One is... One, well, one is... Well, kind of feedback. Actually, it's a correction from a listener. Oh, shit. What did I get wrong? No, it was me. Uh, episode 127, the New Zealand that existed no longer exists. Uh, my sister Susan Ellis would like to say that she also lived in Belgium and also some months in, months in India. So I, I, I sold her short when I talked of the country she'd lived in. She wanted to mention that there were a couple more. Okay, so, so she is a proper globetrotter. Exactly, whilst you and I are just merely, I don't know, not even trans-hemispheric. I'm, I, I, I'm I'm barely I mean God I've barely left the left the end of our road and nothing compared to you lot. Well, it's those Antipodeans, us Antipodeans. Yeah. We, there's always some way better. And the other thing is that uh, Finn update. He uh, went to university, moved to uh, up north today, and uh, he will be spending his first night in a halls of residence or a flat or whatever oh. they call it in this country. Ooh, now what university has he chosen? I don't think I realise the that University I, uh, I of know. Leeds. Well, I never. I was never an external what? examiner. I, I never knew he was going there. I was an external examiner for four years at Leeds. It's a lovely place. Yes, that's what the person who you were externally examining for uh, said to me. <laughs> <laughs> what? The person who said, well, the person, you, our, 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 anyway, our, our common friend there. Our common friend who I, yeah. Uh, she was not. Um, she was not at Leeds when I was the external. Oh right, okay. I, she, I, got, um, she got the job. I after. sold you short. No, you just made me younger than I am. That's oh. I. I, I managed That's to do my four role years before life. she got the job to make me feel young. Yes. Hmm. Well, I mean, always because you're older than me. Until you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just realised I was going to say until you die. Yeah, and, and then, then you might you overtake me. But it's I, quite possible. But I might, I might go before you. I mean, that will episode episode five hundred and eighty three. Lee becomes older than Simon. Finally. <laughs> oh, oh, what? Did you get a uh, message? Was that me? 
I think it's you. I haven't got I, any messages. I don't normally have a... Who's oh, message my th- from? I don't know. Oh, Do you want me to look? Shall I look? Yeah, look, and Wait, I'll okay. have a drink of water in the meantime. Oh, it's... Uh... It's about some dancing with a friend. Oh, professional dancing, or are you going to a club? Uh, the former. Ah, like right. setting up, setting up like dancing dates. Is this Italian dancing dates? No, it's uh, in Coventry dancing dates. Oh. CDDs. CDDs, they're called. CDDs, yeah, I've heard about those. You can, uh, you can apply for funding to go to a CDD, can't you? Yes, yes, I'm um, a little bit wary Simon of applying for... And then DPD you over. <laughs> <laughs> a, pair of, a pair of shoes made of bread. Tell me, tell Have me. Have you ever thought about making dancing shoes out of bread? Just oh, I'm sure, I'm sure there's an entire Instagram account dedicated to dancing shoes made out of bread. Okay. I'm tell sure. me. You were going to say, tell me, tell me. So ask me the tell me, tell me. Well, question. tell me. Do you? I had a bit of uh, bit of feedback from a well, kind of in passing. Someone said mm-hmm. it's it's a labour of love, isn't it? Making bread. No. Well, actually, that's been said. I've heard someone say that as well. But no, this, this podcast, a labour of love. Well, we're not getting lawyer money, so it must be, it must be for the joy. But the labour bit, it's weird. Oh, okay. Hmm. Hmm. I'm a little bit conflicted. Are you going to talk about the patriarchy again? I'm actually going to be... Oh, for the first time in my life, I might not. I might be on the, whisper it, Shh. other, other side. <gasps> what's what's the other side? The 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 wrong side of history. Oh, because mm, I every now and then <laughs> stop know, the presses. I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean you've done so well up to now. I mean you I really. I know, but have. this is this is the moment I'm going to get cancelled, and I think it's because. I come from, <laughs> as you know, a long line of... Is cancel working... culture still a thing, just as a little uh, insert there? Well, I think so. Okay, yeah. great. Hasn't somebody just been cancelled recently? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't really work, though, does it? Because people get... Um, I don't know if cancel culture is a thing, but I think it is. Anyway, but... I, it probably will apply to me. Great. Bob has just come and shut the door. <laughs> I think that means that she's bored of listening to me from the other room. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you even have the door open blows my mind. Sorry, Bob. You are not disturbing me. I think I, I think it's the other way around. She just said, I just want to watch TV and I didn't want to disturb you. Bearing in mind she watches television with headphones on, so I'm pretty confident that it's me who's disturbed. Um, Maybe she's just anxious about you being cancelled. Yeah, she's shutting the door so she doesn't have to hear what I'm about to say. Oh yeah, the wrong side of history. Me. She's, I mean, she's been, mm. she's been fostering you, guiding you through that, 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 that's incredible. Keeping that, me on the right side. Yeah, of the right side yeah, of history. Anna. And I'm going to fuck it all up right now. Mm-hmm. So you're Here we go. I'm, okay, so you, I'm, know, you know, I'm from a long line of uh, working class Northerners. I have heard. So the idea of labour is. Um, Something that I understand more through their bodies than through my bodies, but that idea of being tired and, and sort of wrung out and just that sense of, of of really, really having to work to put food on the yeah. table. Yeah. That so was also when, physically demanding. That was incredibly... I mean, bearing in mind my grandmother worked in service in a a, a big house, you know. In, right, in, so she like was downstairs, downstairs 
She, oh fuck yeah! She yeah, so she, I mean, yeah. upstairs, downstairs. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. She, so she she started she started life as a, a scullery maid. So she's you know you don't get. Uh, sorry, more... so can you say those words again? Yes, she started life as in working life, not as in being born. But she started her working life as a scullery maid. Scullery maid. So basically, that's the person who does all the shittest jobs. Wow. Yeah. So it's um, right. It's. And then she eventually made her way up to housekeeper. So she, that which is the the top job, the top of she the downstairs, well. the top. Well, yeah, to make her way to the top of the upstairs, she'd have to marry a duke or something, and then we wouldn't be having this conversation. I would be, <laughs> I'd be sitting in a country pile somewhere, um, <laughs> which didn't happen. But you, oh, I mean that. Yeah, next week. <laughs> So and and you know my my so that's on my mum's side on my dad's side my granddad was a wheelwright so he made he made wheels for uh, horses and carts. Wow! Because that's bearing in mind he was born in the eighteen hundreds. He's wheelwright, wheelwright, a wheelwright. Yeah. So my dad's old, and he was the youngest of an old yeah. man's family. Yeah. Well, it doesn't. It just. I mean, I think we've said this before. It doesn't take very long to get. No. You know, two generations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Back two in the generations. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I think I can't remember. Cars if it was 18. flying. Yeah. 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 Oh Radio. God. Yeah. 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 So, um, and I anyway, I think he Apple watches. <laughs> I know it's all ridiculously futury, isn't it? Um, so, um, and and during the during the Second World War, my dad's mum worked in the munitions factory, which is like one of those really dangerous jobs for women to take. Um, so all of that sense of, of working and working hard uh, is something that, that is, was taken seriously. Um, and so when I hear people talking about emotional labour... Oh, I hear you. I hear you crossing the tracks here. Yeah, I have a moment where I, it's not about... Mm, it's not about wanting to diminish the complexity of people's lives, but it, I find that there is... It, it's the use of the word labour that I struggle with. I think it's complicated. Hmm. There you go. I just got cancelled. Yeah. So uh, I wonder who I should... Uh, I mean, which is a surprise, because I just assumed it was going to be me first. Although you've done your very best to protect me over the years, over these years of uh, just cutting out the really bad bits. I mean, <laughs> again, I could cut this out, but I suspect it would be a very short episode. And also, I, I, um, <laughs> I, I sort of, I don't want to, because I'm not, I'm, I don't think what I'm saying is, how dare people use that word, or I don't believe in it, I, because neither of those statements are, are accurate. I, I, ha- I fully understand the plasticity of language and the fact that it shifts and changes. Um, it was your questioning about is this a labour of love and is labour the right word? Mm. Um, and, and you know, kind of thinking, oh, well, actually labour is a word that for me is freighted with a particular meaning that I, I actually struggle with a lot, which I don't think is the same as saying I don't believe that people are experiencing emotional labour. I, I, I don't think that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, sure, sure. It's just, it's a weird one, though, in a way, because I... <sighs> I'm just about to join you on the wrong side of history, I suspect. But what's it like over there? Just before I 
I mean, the water's fine. Come on in. <laughs> Do you, I think it's something where I think it's the, the word conjures up for me, the word labor conjures up, basically it conjures up physical toil, physical effort. And so even the idea that even if you're, if someone's laboring over something, I mean, of course we're using it as effectively becomes a metaphor, doesn't it? Yeah. And so we're, it's, we're using the, the metaphor of physical effort, uh, for in, in places where it doesn't, isn't taking physical effort. But I still, I have a, I guess it, it sticks with me in a similar way, but not for different reasons, for, for certainly for different reasons, uh, that there's something about the visibility of if I put place these two things uh, together in a way that you weren't doing, and I'm, you know, treading a little bit carefully here, which is the visibility of physical labor and the invisibility of emotional labor, which of course is part of the issue with it, right? The idea that um, someone's doing all this work that is not even visible and not even obvious to be, hence calling it emotional. Um, so there's just, but there's something about that that difference which is. Uh, yeah, it rattles around in my brain a little bit. I think perhaps, yeah, I, I think the the rattling is is maybe what what I'm having. And again, I don't think we I don't think we're standing um, in the same place having this conversation. You know, I, I think your rattle is different to my rattle. But I, I think <laughs> I think the idea of of physical labor because I remember when you were planting the trees. Oh yeah, yeah, and and you you talked about the joy of using your body and how you could imagine that would be a you know a a, a worthwhile and wonderful thing to do. Um, and and I was a, a a little bit spicy with you and going. It's really easy for somebody who works with their brain to be able to say, "Oh, I would love to do this." Yes, which is not the tone you took. You know, I'm I'm, I'm and I, I was extrapolating and and sort of doing a little bit of projection. Because you know, my, I know I know my parents worked really hard to ensure that I didn't have to get my hands dirty. Yes, although I did have after that episode, a uh, the husband of a colleague of mine um, said, uh, "That's the work I do, and I love it." You know, that kind of hard physical labor every day in gardens. So there was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I don't know the lived experience of that person, but I also know. I know my cousin works or worked on the road crews, you know, um, Oof, on yeah, in the yeah, middle of the exactly. night. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, you know, when he was when he gets put on motorways rather than on a roads, he gets he gets danger money. And I know that he would give anything to not have to do that work, mm. that hard physical work. So it's the, as I say, I don't know the the narrative of your of your uh, colleague's husband and, and whether or not he had choices sure. available to him that allows him to effectively find joy in those moments because he opted to do that. But I, I can tell you that my cousin absolutely doesn't have those options available yeah. to him. Yeah, so that th was the work he was able to get. And so that sense of, you know, would he would willingly trade Sure. For an inside quiet job that didn't require danger. But this is not a, this is not a, it's actually, as I understand it, this is not a question of, of the physical effort involved. It's about whether the, the degree of agency or choice that yeah. someone's had in choosing a job. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah. Which is a whole, 
you know, because in a way yeah. it wouldn't matter if this is if the only job I could get was inside sitting in a computer, et cetera, et cetera. And that yeah. I, it, it's it, it becomes laborious in a way that I suspect our jobs are not. I don't. It's hard to classify them as labour in that same way because of mm. the extraordinary autonomy. It's partly why. I've, can't stand academics bitching about how bad things are because the extraordinary autonomy of being an academic still, you know, I've never worked in an office. I have no concept of what it's like to work in an office and be subjected to those kinds of, you know, quote unquote, humiliations. Um, yeah. Well, there are a lot of universities yeah. are having a good, you know, having a good shot at it. Yeah. And I think that's it. And, and maybe, hmm. Maybe that's why the blanket use of a phrase like emotional labour is really where I struggle. Whereas if I was having a conversation with somebody like, um, if I was, I was having a, I was actually having a conversation with a, a friend uh, who's, uh, who's a person of colour who was talking about the emotional labour of having to constantly hold her white friend's expectations of her and kind of hold their anxieties about her racialized position within the world and and talking about just the exhaustion that she could experience from that um whilst at the same time being super anxious that I was doing exactly the same thing while I was having that conversation with her <laughs> um and so I, I I think I think that kind of that kind of mental exhaustion is a complete you know is is absolutely analogous to the kind of exhaustion that my grandmother might have experienced yeah yeah also also definitely not not by choice yeah which is exactly hence, which is hence the labor of love thing really it's just so odd because we could just yeah. stop should we stop now and so really what we're talking about here is the complexity of language and how its plasticity sometimes doesn't necessarily serve because one person will use a word that will land on another person and just make them go but you don't mean that where absolutely that's what they mean, but because it just doesn't, the, the word doesn't resonate because it's um, it's been smoothed over a little bit too much. It's, it's, so it's got slippery, like a bar of soap in the shower. Yes, and <laughs> you're thinking, uh, yeah, sorry, are you, are you, <laughs> are you thinking I'm about just, it? yeah, I'm just, I'm just, yeah, where's where's the soap, Simon? Um, no, it does, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> The funny thing about the funny thing about that joke when I first heard it, I reckon I was eighteen, and um, it just passed me by. I just, I everyone laughed, and I went, "I don't get it," you know. And years, years later, I mean, years, I went, "Oh, I mean, I think I even whacked my forehead." Like thinking, <laughs> how is it possible that I didn't understand that, didn't get, yeah. I love that word get that we use in English in yeah. that response. You get it. 